We've got some hey, I'm Luis, and I'm Luis, and you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more about how to turn your content into profit, go to contentisprofit.com. All right, guys, today we're going to learn how to build a business that last. Ooh, all you those want to, secrets. You want to stick on this one. It's going to yes. be a good one. Guys, before we get started, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, Content is Profit. Hit smash that subscribe button. Make sure to follow us on social media at Go on Facebook and Instagram. We're always happy to answer any DMs and messages that we get from there. Oh, yeah. If you love us, if you like this, don't forget to share with the people that you feel that this is going to be super useful for. Business yeah. owners, content creators, and so on. I think without further ado, we need to introduce our guest. I am so excited. You ready? So, yeah, I'm ready. So the first time that we saw our guest was in the food line for a social media marketing event, right? He was one of the keynote speakers, but we had no idea. He was very nice and sharing incredible value with us in those 15 minutes. We knew then that we had to pay attention to what he has, what he was saying. That's right. Soon, we found out he was a major MVP in marketing and business. He has been on consistent growth for the last 20 years. Whoa. That's super impressive. Other than building a massively successful marketing agency, he is a growth expert, author, and the podcast host of Building a Business That Lasts, which is also his book's title, if you want to go check it out where he shares all the goodies and the golden nuggets. Yeah, he drinks from his own Kool-Aid and consistently publishes in many platforms, providing incredible value to his clients and audience. He has a beautiful family and consistently helps leaders have the freedom and the life they dream of. That's right, guys. Today, introducing the local celebrity, business growth specialist, family man, relentless publisher, and most importantly... Florida's number one fan, Mr. Jay Owen. Oh man, what's up? Jay! <laughs> Welcome, Jay. So exciting. We're so excited to have you here. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think we are missing our audio here. There we go. No, no. No, not that one. Not that one. Not that one. Okay, Jay. So give us like one second. This is a beautiful thing about going live. I don't right. know. We're oh, there we go. I think. Wait. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. We can hear, we can you. hear you now. I think. I think. Right. I think the party was way too loud this time. <laughs> That was one of the most hyped intros that then like fell off a cliff and now it's coming back up again. There so, we go. We got it. I know like technology was not on our side today, but that's fine. We've we've had okay. worse. Hey, that, that that's <laughs> what we're all about, right? We try to show people that it doesn't matter if mistakes are made, right? We can still keep going. Progress over perfection. That's what I always say. That's right. Love it. Well, Jay, well, thank you so much for uh, being here with us. We we. I mean, we can't wait to start sharing all your secrets and all these years of knowledge and, and consistent growth that you've had with your with your business and family and team and everything with uh, with our audience. So uh, who who's Jay? Who's Jay Owen? And, you know, how do you get to the point that you are now? Guys, I don't know if it matters who I am, uh, but <laughs> I I really care about helping other people grow their business. And, you know, the, the bottom line is that Getting attention in today's noisy environment is really, really hard. Um, it is uh, just a busy world out there, and especially in the season that we're in now, but really all the time, especially online, how do you get attention and acquire customers? You know, marketing is confusing yeah. and expensive, and a lot of people waste tons of time and money on things that just don't work. And, and so that's kind of become my passion is not just marketing, but really business growth strategies to help people figure this stuff out and finally grow their business. And, and I always say, it's not just ideas that I have, I've actually done this stuff. I started this business that I run now when I was 17 years old. Wow. That was 20 years ago. Ooh. We've grown top and bottom line, year over year, every single year for 20 years in a row. That, that's amazing. I mean, I mean, that's impressive only by the fact that like 90% of businesses fail in the first five years. And yeah. you have lasted 20, but not only that, but completed the feat of pretty much <laughs> increasing bottom and top line every single year. That is just an amazing feat 
all by itself, right? So yeah. I want to ask you, right? Like you started your business at 17. What was that fire inside you? What what told you? What like what led you in the way of entrepreneurship? Uh, you know, I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. I wish I could say that like I had some kind of like grand vision of where we were going to be today when I was that age. I, I didn't. Um, I just uh, loved technology and nerdy stuff for the most part, which websites were back then. And so I figured out how to build them uh, more just because I was interested in them yeah. and started a business with a friend of mine in high school. Actually, he we both kind of worked on it the first year, but it really was more of a hobby than it was a business. I always kind of say like that first year, I think the whole year we did about $5,000 in total revenue, which, you know, when you're 17, five grand's a lot of cash. Oh, yeah. Um, but this year we'll do several million dollars in total revenue. So it's grown quite a bit uh, over that season. Uh, but as far as like the... But, It wasn't necessarily like something specific. Yeah. It was just I've always kind of wanted to do my own thing. And uh, I had an opportunity at a young age to work with another company. Um, I was 16 when I got my first internship in the business. And, um, you know, was what, what was a summer internship turned into a full-time job. And then from there, I uh, realized, hey, I want to start my own business and do my own thing. Because, you know, people were like, hey, can you do this for me? And I was like, sure. And one thing led to another. And I've learned kind of business the hard way over the years of just actually doing it. Yeah, yeah. that that's great. Sorry, I'm going to go. I, I go love the, what you said about the hard way because, I mean, we, we graduated from here, from UNF, right here in Jacksonville, Florida. And I think the best not to, you know, throw anything bad to the, the school system Uh, I love the opportunity that I had, but most of my growth has been definitely post school, right? Especially after starting this business and yeah. through that, the hard way, right? Yeah, it's one thing to like uh, get the theories and the ideas behind it all, and it's another to actually do it. I mean, a lot of people have great yeah. ideas and they learn a lot of stuff, but until somebody actually writes you a check or gives you their credit card and is willing to actually pay for something, that's when you really find out. Uh, what you're made of, especially in marketing, because frankly, there's a lot of people out there that don't know what they're doing. And yeah. uh, as a result of that, a lot of people have been burnt by it. And so you really yeah. have to be able to deliver real results for people and actually help them. But at the end of the day, that's what sales is. Sales is just being willing to help other people uh, achieve whatever their, their dreams or goals are and realizing it's not about you, it's about them. And that's a big thing for how we handle messaging, how we handle marketing is it's not about us. It's about the client and what they're trying to achieve. Our job is just to come alongside them and help them achieve those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, a lot of the people that have been listening to us or, or are seeing the show live, right, are either starting, you know, on their, like, content journey or even their business sometimes, right? And and content right now and the marketing is so tight, right, with, with sales and that process that they need to, to deliver value. When you started at 17, right, like, what was that thing that drove you? Because a lot of people, you know, they, they need something really strong. Like, at least we, we had that element that was, like, super strong that kept us going, you know, even though we were failing at, at many things, right, but it kept us going. What was that thing for you back then? I think for me, like, in the early years, it was just that I liked doing the work. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, like, you I think you need to want to do what you're actually doing. Yeah. So we spent a lot of time yeah. working. So that was one of the big things for me. It didn't feel like work. It felt like I was playing. I was learning how to new, do new stuff. It was just, you know, another take on a Lego, basically. Like, yeah. you know, building a website was just building a thing. And I, that was interesting. And so that helped me learn and grow. And it wasn't really about the business, per se, back then. It was about learning and growing and being able to do new things. And I think that's really important. You know, I always tell this story. I, I was 22 years old and I uh, had been in business for a while because I started when I was 17, but I really wasn't making much money. And I just got married and I wasn't sure if I could make it work. I wasn't sure I really had what it took to grow a business and have a family and all the things that um, I'm fortunate to have now. And um, yeah. I actually went to go work in the insurance business because okay. I need some other income. And so yeah, I was yeah. doing my websites on the side, but then I was doing this job over here to actually make some real money and, and hopefully have a future. And I hated it. Yeah. And I went home one day and I knew I'd married the right woman when I said, I came home and I was kind of upset and I was crying because I'm kind of a crier. <laughs> and, and I said, uh, babe, I, I can do this and I could probably make a lot of money at it, but I think I'm going to hate it. And she said, so quit and do what you love. Wow. And that was the day that I quit, and I didn't have enough work to keep me busy that time, much less a whole team of people busy. Yeah. And and she believed in me when I didn't believe in myself, 
And so I focused on the things that I actually enjoyed, the things that that I would automatically want to stay up until 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night, at one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, working to figure yeah. these things out. And, and look, I'm not one of these people that believes everybody should have to work 18 hours a day, but in the early years of entrepreneurship, it requires a certain level of hustle yeah. to, to build a platform that's big enough to stand on and not have to wait tables at the same time and go work in the insurance business and whatever else that you have to do. Nothing wrong with insurance. People out there, if you love your insurance, great. <laughs> it. it just wasn't for me. Yeah. And, and so, like, uh, at some point it became a place of having somebody that actually believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. And, and that, that was a big deal for me. That's, yeah. that's I, amazing. I mean, talking about, like, that one person, like, either first follower, first, like, person that, like, just pushes you forward. And I remember having a conversation like that with my wife not so long ago. And I was like, you know, I, I, I she's, like, a very smart person, too. Like, uh, doctor, she just got her doctorate and very academic, right? I'm, I'm super, like... I try to be as street smart as possible, but there's sometimes that you feel down, even if I have the support of Fonzie here uh, every single day, sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, like, I, is there a plan B, right? Is there a plan C, something else? And what I told her was like, look, Katie, what I need from you is you t tell me you can do this. Like you are, and, and like I said, like that person, that support is so important. So that's amazing that you found that person like in your wife and I commend you for it because not a lot of people have that out there. Yeah, I I loved two things that you mentioned <laughs> in, in that story, right? And I'm going to start first with, you said I didn't have enough work to keep myself busy, right? <laughs> Neither less like a team. And I, it, that resonates with us because we actually just hired our first two full-time team members last wow, week. Thank and you. And I... I feel the same way. I'm like, oh, we're going to keep them busy, right? <laughs> like now now that we have them, it's like, oh, no, like we need to do even more. So we because now it's a bigger responsibility because yeah. now we have to pay them. We have to make sure we have a, a influx of clients, more work so we can give them, right? Like more responsibilities. And so that's the first the first thing that I was it really connected with me. And the other one, which I love, is to talk about desire, right? Because. Actually, not too long ago. Do you know who Tom Bilyeu is by any chance? I don't, actually. All right, so he was the founder of Quest Bars, um, kind of okay. like a protein bars. Quest Bars, yeah. And I saw a video the other day about him talking about desire, right? That he said most people think desire is this one thing that you always have. It never, you never run out of it. And it's going to fuel you for life. But he says you need to fuel the desire. Because a lot of people, and I'm sure, like, I felt this. Right, like we're doing something that we love, that we really enjoy doing, but at some points you feel down, right? You feel oh, defeated. Yeah. And for us, for example, for me, how I feel that is like talking to my family, right? And seeing, it, it sounds a little selfish, but, but when they tell me like, wow, we're so proud of what you're doing, right? Like all the growth that we've seen on you, that fuels my desire to like, okay, I wanna keep going again, right? And when we talk to our clients and we see that we're properly serving them, I'm like, Okay, cool. Like that's more desire, right? So, what was? How did you fuel that desire, right? Especially in the in the early stages, and how do you feel that desire now that you are, you know, a, a growth expert? Yeah, I think when I was younger, it was more about like the desire was fueled by just the need to succeed, um, whatever that looks like. It looks different in different seasons of yeah. life, but you know, once you kind of once I'm kind of set my eyes on a target, I just have to go get it. But now it's really become about the people that are around me. So I always say that everybody needs four specific kinds of people in their life. They need somebody to look up to. That's somebody that, that they are following, that's ahead of them in the journey, that they can kind of learn from, gain insight from. Maybe it's somebody they know is a mentor, or maybe it's just an online personality that they love. Um, they need somebody to look up to. The second person that people need is somebody to stand beside them. I think it's really healthy for business owners, especially to have other business owners who stand beside them in the season. So when they go, man, I'm just feeling really down today. I just, I'm just not feeling like, yeah, yeah, I felt like that last week, but do this and, and you'll get right back on the horse and you'll be fine. We need yeah. people to commiserate with. We also need people to encourage us. We need people who are walking through the same season of life with us. We need that in parenting and marriage just as much as we do in business. So we need somebody to look up to. We need somebody to stand beside us and we need somebody that's looking up to us. I think regardless of where yeah. people are, there is somebody else who's a little bit farther behind you who can look up to you and you can help teach them and help encourage them. And it turns out when we teach other people, we actually learn and remember the most. So we might as well spend some time teaching 
And then the last one is actually the person that I was talking about that is my wife or maybe your family for you, where I think you need somebody who believes in you and you don't believe in yourself. So the thing that kind of fuels me is the people around me. It's somebody to look up to, somebody to stand beside me, somebody that's looking up to me, and uh, somebody that believes in me when I don't believe in myself. Those four people change the impact and the trajectory of your life because you cannot do it alone. It is lonely at the top, especially when you run your own company unless you put the right people around you and that changes everything. Yeah, yeah that that is, I, I I actually heard that when we first started. The, yours has a little twist that I really love, but I actually heard like part of this theory, actually when we just started our business. And I think it was called the rule of the 33%, which is 33% of people that you talk to have to be, you know, where you want to be 33% yeah. at your level. And then someone, 33% that they look up to you and you can teach. Exactly that, right? And uh, I'm sorry that I'm like, I'm taking over here. Louise, that's my bad. But you also said something that I really like. It's like when you teach people, you learn it even better, right? Like that's like a whole different set. Like it's a whole different type of learning on its own that we actually, I feel like we've got to know as we publish more content, right? And I want to transition this a little bit towards content, right? Because like, again, sure. the show is called Content is Profit. <laughs> yeah, um, so I want to ask you, like, when was that moment where, where you said in your 20 years that you were like, you know what? I need to start putting content out there and start teaching people, not only for them, but I'm sure that for you as well to like even learn more. Yeah, you know, I don't think it was that long ago, to be honest. But by that, not by not that long ago, I mean like probably four, five, six years. That, yeah, that is yeah. not that long ago to me uh, <laughs> these days. So it probably was five or six years ago, something like that. I mean, content marketing, you know, not been a thing for as long as I've been in business. Before yeah. I started, there was no there, content marketing wasn't a thing. Inbound marketing was not a term that was used. Yeah, you know, in 1999 when I started. And um, the thing about content that I think people really struggle with is they just think, I don't have time to create all this content. Yeah, you're, you're telling me I need a podcast and I need um, you know, maybe a book and I need some blog posts and I need some video content and some audio content and some social media content. And people's heads, boof, like I got time for all that. <laughs> totally. I'm not even good at it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. So they freak out. And, and one of the big things that I tell people about content is, number one, start with the thing that you're actually – you feel the most comfortable with. Yeah. So some people aren't comfortable on video, but they are on audio. So let's start there. So some people are comfortable writing, but they're not comfortable on video or audio. And and then some people don't feel like they're comfortable in any of those places. And at that point, you just got to do something. You got you <laughs> yeah. to get some traction or you got to hire somebody who can help suck those ideas out of your head a little bit and get them onto paper or get them onto video or get them onto audio. Yeah, and I think yeah. the, the idea of multiplying that content has been a huge thing for me. Um, you know, when I uh, wrote my book, Building a Business That Lasts, um, in that book, that book has now been turned into videos and it's been turned into blog posts. And, and, and frankly, we have a huge series of content that we're working on right now. We just finished recording like 40 episodes wow. of a show we called Q&A with Jay that's going to nice. start rolling out uh, really soon. So we will also pre-stack all of our content like that. So I'll, I'll record, like in this case, 30, 40 videos kind of put them in a bucket and then schedule them out for the future versus trying to do it every single week because I find it easier to kind of stack stuff together. I'd rather yeah. write three things in a row or record 10 videos in a row than I would create one video every week. I actually find that more uh, laborsome. So I love those it. things have been impactful to me. That's awesome. And I, and I yeah. love the fact that, you know, you, you love that the multiplying your content and, uh, you know, when we talk with a lot of the people that are coming from the show, right? They're like, oh my gosh, like, how can I be omnipresent? That's the, that's the, the term they yeah. use, right? How can I be everywhere, right? And at the end of the day, it comes down to uh, what's your capacity initially to, to produce that content? If it's only you and you don't have the ability to hire somebody else, what's the time that you have available, right? Like you said, how, how do you feel more comfortable creating that content? How are you gonna have fun creating that content, right? Because at some point it has to be, has to be fun too. Uh, and like, you know, we've been producing uh, about 20 episodes per month now of this show and it's because we're having a blast interviewing people like you, yeah. learning a ton and, and sharing these ideas. Uh, and from here, these contents multiply. So like you said, you, you do everything in batch because that's the system that works for you. 
we do this on a weekly basis, three times a week, because it's the system that works for us. So uh, I feel like there's no secret recipe other than that it identifying, you know, where is your audience? What do you like to produce? What do you like to talk about? And what do you ultimately want to teach people? Because like you said, uh, you're going to learn more that way and then you're going to serve uh, more people. So for you, Jay, when you first started publishing, uh, you, I mean, you mentioned you have that book, you have the show. What was like that first thing or, or how we like to call it that minimal viable content that you first started doing? Because uh, I'm assuming by building your business, you had your hands in different things and different elements like a lot of entrepreneurs have uh, or maybe not. But like what was that initial pieces of content that you started creating and like that process that, that went hand in hand with that? Yeah, I mean, I've always been pretty active on social media in general. And so I think that the content that I produced originally was not planned content. And I think this is where people make a big mistake. They feel like they have to yeah. sit down and create all of this content. And sometimes all you really have to do is just share what's on your mind. Like in whatever vertical that you're in, in whatever space that you're in, just share whatever the thought of the day is. Yeah. And the biggest mistake I think we make sometimes is we think things and then we let them just drift away. And if we would take the things that we think and just write them down and then You can just share that. I mean, I just would create LinkedIn posts and share them. I would create Facebook posts and share them. A lot of them, a couple sentences here, a couple paragraphs there. But I wasn't sitting down and going, okay, I got to create a blog post today. I got to create a social <laughs> post today. What's that going to be? Yeah. It was just as I thought of things, I'd write them down. There wasn't a good system to it. There wasn't a good plan to it. And you do enough of those things and you have enough people go, hey, you know what? You should really write a book. You should take some of and put it in a book. And I thought for a couple of years, like, hey, yeah, I think that'd be kind of fun. But that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> and, um You know, I finally went to an event. I was at an Entree Leadership event, uh, which is Dave Ramsey's organization. Love those yeah. people. Yeah. And um, it was actually Simon Sinek that was talking. And I don't even remember exactly what he was talking about, but he just kind of encouraged me to go like, go do the thing you've been saying that you were thinking about doing. And so I literally wrote the first chapter as I was leaving that event Amazing. and just put it on Facebook. I was like, hey, I'm writing a book. <laughs> And That's I actually awesome. got in trouble with that because I didn't tell my wife that I was writing a book. Why did I find out on Facebook that you decided that you're writing a book? And I was right. like, I don't know. Because as soon as I felt like I had that desire to get yeah. it done, I needed to like make it public. Yeah. As soon as I made it public, then people are going to be asking like, hey, you said you were going to write a book. Where's it at? Yeah. Like, It's a commitment now once you put it out there. It's accountability. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. Imagine, imagine the level of commitment, not just with your wife and yourself, <laughs> but with your team, right? That they're now, oh yeah. my gosh, like, is he really doing this? Wow. And then you have to deliver it. Amazing. Yeah. I'm of just pushing things out on social probably before they should be so <laughs> i mean that accountability factor is huge and i mean that has been actually a big part of i guess like our growth as mm -hmm. of right now we actually did a challenge that we invite everybody that's watching to do it we call it the 45 live and announce that you go 45 <laughs> days in a row live on yeah. facebook right so It gets to a point where you are like, what am I going to say, right? And you cannot sit down and start planning. You're going to go crazy. And that's actually one of the our favorite ways to create content. It's what you just said, like share what's in your mind. Yep. And it has actually become, I guess, like part of, of especially my routine personally is I, I like to read. So when I'm reading something, I'm like, how can I relate this to my business, right? How can I relate this to content? And then... A new idea forms, I stack two ideas together and then I share that. So by consuming new information and asking the right questions, I can come up with a piece of content that can be, you know, it can be relatable for the people for our audience. And the other thing that I love is that you were talking about people finding what they're good at and start doing that, right? Because I, I think that ties perfect to what you said at the beginning, that you said progress over perfection, A lot of people are so obsessed with being perfect when they start their social media journey, right? Like, oh, yeah. this little piece doesn't look as this other social media influencer or <laughs> personalities. Like, it's not going to look like that. They have a team. They have designers <laughs> or whatever, right? Like, right. embrace. And, and that's when we tell people quality of the message over quality of the production. Like, after you get your quality of the message, people are going to resonate with it. You're going to start getting clients and then you can elevate the quality of the production, right? Yeah. So that being said, Jay, what is, you know, like, because obviously I, I hear, I, I see your intro here and you have, I will say your, your title has evolved, right? From uh, an agency owner to now a business growth. So how do you deal with your message evolving in that way? Well, I think you have to be willing to change in business or you're going to die. 
um, because the especially in marketing, but really anything to do with technology, shoot, just about any business today, things are yeah, just man. moving so quickly that we've, we've got to be willing to change and adjust. So when I first started this business, we just did basic websites. That was it. And then eventually we kind of called ourselves like a digital agency, and then we kind of called ourselves a marketing agency. And really the shift that we're making now is like I'm basically calling us now a business growth agency. Mm, and that. the reason I say that is our mission has always been uh, pretty much the same, which is to help other people grow their businesses. Now, we usually do that through websites and social media and content creation and marketing and all that other kind of stuff. But I think being willing to evolve over time and not just be stuck where you were is one of the catalysts to surviving in business in the long term. And I always tell my team, like, I don't care how we've always done it in the past. I only care what the best way is now. So if we have a better way to do it or a better way to position it today than we did yesterday, then we should make that change. Now, sometimes yeah. I can get a little change happy. If I'm being honest, I like to <laughs> change it. So I have to have people around me who help kind of rein that in a little bit because yeah. um, where my weaknesses are. No, I, I love that. And, and it circles back to your positioning, right? Positioning not only as your, your business, but your message that goes out in marketing. But something really important that you mentioned there is like the vehicle does not change, or at least it hasn't changed in a long time because that's, that's what you do as a business to help right. others grow. So uh, I, I think it's important because a lot of people that start creating content or or like initially in this journey of, of marketing and especially online marketing, uh, the message can be brought and we lived it firsthand. We're like, okay, we're we we were called like the anti-marketing agency you know we're gonna be like the digital and it's like so broad but what's that vehicle and then through your message like you said like hey i delivered this specific result through this very specific uh vehicle and that, i think that's amazing because you can resonate a lot with with your audience in that way um so going off of that right to deliver all this information and to deliver and, and make sure that that you give amazing results you and I've seen it. You deliver amazing value, right? And uh, and value to the first time I I was exposed to it was at the beginning of this whole COVID situation. And I remember seeing you on on Instagram stories, and you were like, "Hey guys, you know, by the way, this is what I'm doing in my business. Uh, I want to help you guys out." And uh, and here's a link to uh, to a call that we're all gonna do together. I'm gonna answer some questions, and we're gonna like walk through this together. And me as a fairly new business owner. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is exactly what I need. And I jumped on and I think that was an amazing, amazing master move on your end because you did deliver so much value, helped us through a lot of time, through a lot of things, helped us navigate the craziness. And then at the end of the day, you basically plugged in your services because it, it's, it's okay to do that. And, and we're okay. And I'm yeah. like, oh my God, this was amazing. So first off, uh, how do you go about delivering value, even though it's not marketing specific per se and second uh how are you so comfortable making that offer at the end uh, a couple things i think with the value it's just a question of like what do people what do i know and what do people need um yeah. and how can i help and if, what do i know what do people need and how can i help and, and at the end of the day it, it's so easy to make the big mistake of what, what what is often called the curse of knowledge which is that you know something and then you assume that everyone else also knows it. And as a result, you don't believe that it actually has value. And uh, I've just been reminded over and over again, especially in the midst of the crisis that we're all going through right now, that I have been doing this for a long time. And so I do know things that other people don't know. And so that's valuable. But in many cases, the best thing I can do is actually give that away. I mean, it's the Gary Vaynerchuk model, right? Like Gary, Gary V, the amount of volume of knowledge yeah. that he gives away on a daily basis through all the shows and content and everything else is explosive. You could, you can't even consume it all. There's so much of it. But I, pro I promise that VaynerMedia is play, making plenty of money, right? And so that's kind of the pathway. It's like if you know something that you're able to educate somebody else with, it goes back to finding things that you can teach. It just creates value for everybody. And then the ask at the end just becomes natural for me. I mean, if you want to grow a business, you got to be willing to ask people to buy from you. The two oh, biggest yeah. mistakes that salespeople make is that they don't ask people to buy from them and they don't follow up enough. You got to be able to follow up until the point where somebody says, absolutely not, stop sending me stuff. <laughs> when somebody unsubscribes from your newsletter, that's fine. That yep. person's not a customer anymore. No problem. Let's go find people that are. And so focus on the ones who are the subscribers and and follow up enough and ask for the sale 
um, but also be willing in some cases just to give away stuff for free. Like most people, even if I give away every single detail of exactly how we do everything, they won't do it, you know, either because they don't have time or they don't really understand it and they need somebody else to do it for them. And frankly, if they are the person who's going to go do it all themselves and they don't need me, great. I helped another person. At some point, they may run into somebody else who does need our products or services and they're able to refer them back to us. And and, and that's how it is. I I think building goodwill amongst people and amongst business communities is one of the greatest things that you can do regardless of what industry you're in. And that's really what good content is. Good content is just helping other people with information that they need, want, and desire. And it doesn't always have to be paid. Sometimes it's free, but it leads them down a path that they eventually go, wow, this guy seems to know what they're talking about. Hey, wow, this girl seems to know what she's talking about. Maybe I will connect with them and see if they can help me and do it for me. And that's kind of the pathway of how, how I think about it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that 200% if that's even possible. Yeah, 200%. Because, <laughs> um, and I think a lot of people, you know, we actually got asked this question not too long ago. They asked us, what do you think about giving value and noise, right? Because now we hear that all the time. Like there's so much noise out there in social media. And my answer to them was like, I think it's kind of like a dance in some way. I believe obviously 100% that you need to give the value, but at the same time, you're in a in an attention economy, right? So like now how mm-hmm. we get people's attention, most importantly, how yeah. can I keep those people's attention? So maybe the noise at first is something that's going to catch their attention by not giving them yeah. so much value, but you keep their attention with all the value that you're just pouring onto them. Um, so I guess- the other thing I think is really important in that though too, and this is what people usually miss out on, especially as it relates to content, is just consistency. Oh. Like you'll just be consistent with whatever the cadence is that you've established. I don't care if it's one blog post a month or one a week or a video a day or whatever it is. Find a cadence that works for you and maintain that cadence. And if you do that, you will beat everyone else. And, and, and my son actually has a YouTube channel. He's a oh, he nice. plays the guitar. And he, so he started a YouTube awesome. channel. And he's been growing this channel. And all by himself, he's over 2,000 subscribers wow. right now. He's got more subscribers on YouTube than I do. <laughs> I haven't really set up my YouTube channel yet. We're working on that. But still, he, he did that. And I, I just gave him that simple advice. I said, Hayden, just be consistent. Create new videos that people want to watch. And just do it more consistently than everyone else. Same thing with the podcast, right? So many people start something like a podcast or a live show or whatever else. And they do three or four episodes, five or six episodes, and then they give up because yep. it's hard to stay consistent. Yep. Consistency wins in content. Consistency wins in business. And if people would just maintain that cadence, that's the ticket to success. Yeah, and yeah. it, it kind of goes back to what you were saying at the beginning of the show. Uh, it's like enjoying the process too, right? Like if you enjoy the process of creating these pieces of content, right? Just like we're doing, like we, the reason we have a live show is because we have a blast doing it. And uh, we don't mind doing it consistently over a period of time. The reason that you create content the way that you do it is because you enjoy doing it that way. So uh, right. I, 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 I feel it's amazing because exactly as one of the things that we talk about, like we, we talk about, Uh, content with a couple of pillars, right? The consistency and the frequency. And then after Mm -hmm. that, you add that value and the points of contact and so on. And how do you multiply that content? But it has to start with a place of consistency because if that's not there, everything else falls apart. So thank you for like bringing that up to speed with everybody because um, it's such an important point that a lot of people miss. I I think there's a few points here that I see in the society that we live on right now instant gratification is such a massive deal right like you have instant gratification in social media everywhere literally right like dopamine hitting your brain like every five seconds so people are expecting to post a video and then literally just watch the like count like okay how many people are they are liking this and watch it's like no it, it, it doesn't work like that right like that's why consistency is such an important point and with that i want to tie it up to so people can get their idea in their heads um and actually i didn't come up with this i read it from a book it's called um barking up the wrong tree for those Mm -hmm. that want to read it but the book says that uh, extroverts get more lucky than introverts right and then he goes and does a, a research behind this statement and the only reason is because they're more consistent putting themselves out there so they get presented with more opportunities Right. So if we relate this to content by being consistent, right, let's let's put it in the context of 
um, business, right? We are being more consistent. We're putting ourselves out yeah. there more. We're going to get more opportunities pr to present that ask, therefore get more business and yep. grow. So when people, I think when people finally catch that idea instead of let me put one video and see all my likes and whatever spike, but it's like, hey, it's a long-term game. You, the gratification is going to come, but only if you stay consistent throughout the whole strategy. Yeah, I mean, not to bring him up again, but same thing. I mean, that's, a, that's the Gary Vee story, right? When yeah. you go back and look at Wine Library TV when he first started that uh, series on YouTube, yeah. I mean, nobody watched it when he first started it. <laughs> yeah. Another episode, another episode, another episode. And you have, there's even another video where he like shows this over time where it's like episode 100. <laughs> oh, and he's like it, yeah. finally starting to get traction, you know, after yeah. hundreds of episodes. And most people just don't have the endurance to do it. Um, but one of the things that you mentioned a minute ago that I think is really important too, and you've kind of referenced a little bit a couple times, is that you might do things a certain way and I might do them a different way. And that's okay. I, yeah. I always say, as a matter of fact, one of the chapters in the book is ignore the system, but have a system. Like just because mm. you want to record yours every week and I want to record six at a time and then release them for the next six weeks, it doesn't make a difference as long as we both have a plan and we have a consistent strategy that works for us. Because what works for me in my season of life might be different than what works for you in your season of life. And that's totally okay. It's okay with content creation. It's okay with business growth. But you need to have a plan and not just be flailing out there and just randomly you know, being haphazard with it because it's not going to have the same kind of success that consistency will, regardless of how you map that out for your own life. Amazing. I, I love it. And I, and I, yeah. with all this, I want to kind of transition and uh, into the growth side of things, right? Because right now you guys are positioned as, as growth specialist and, and I think it's wonderful uh, through the vehicle that you guys are doing it. But <clears throat> tell us a little bit like how, Like over 20 years, I feel like this is such a big thing. Over 20 years, year after year after year, like what are some of the key lessons maybe or or key things that you continuously look forward uh, to achieve that result? Because that's that's not easy to do. You know, you go and look at other companies and they go back and forth, up and down, right? Maybe they have a, a, a stage where like they just like stagnate for a while, right? So how... Have you been able to implement things that you've learned or discovered along the way to continue that that growth? Sheer random luck. No, I'm just kidding. Am <laughs> <laughs> I? Yes. <laughs> no, not unfortunately. Um, I think one of the biggest things for me is that I'm ultra competitive with myself. And so I think the biggest mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs make is they spend so much time worrying about what everybody else is doing. The number of people that I have that we have to help uh, along the way that are so obsessed with their competition, those people often don't do very well. Um, the ones who I find that have done the best and last the longest uh, operate under a mentality where they just want to be better than themselves. So like the only number that I care about beating this year is my number from last year. And, and it may not be total revenue, maybe some other metric that we're tracking. Yeah. But like, that's how I've gotten better every year. I just go, hey, what did we do last year? How do we beat that? Like what has to be true for us to beat ourselves from last year? How do we get better than we were last year? How do we make progress towards just being better? It doesn't have to be better by a certain percentage every year either. Some years it was up by a couple of percent. Some it was up by a hundred percent, you know, yeah. um, not as much anymore. A hundred percent would be really hard now. <laughs> um, and, and so what, what happens is my focus on how do I get better? Number one, especially now as a leader, how do I personally get better so that I can help my team get better? Yeah. And how do we as a company get better so we can be better than we were last year so we can keep helping the people that we help and help more people in the future. That's all there is to it. Like that's how my goal setting works. So whatever month it is right now, I just want to beat this month from last year. That's it. That's yeah. how we operate. I, I think it's one of every single year. It turns out you grow. I, I think it's wonderful yeah. that you talk like that because it's not a tactic. Everybody, yeah, sometimes they're like, and, and with businesses and, and with, uh, and with content, everybody's like, show me like the tactic, the, the nitty gritty, like the things like, it doesn't matter. It, yeah. it might help, but at the end of the day is, is, is about that big picture, you know, questions invite revelations, yeah, you know, the, the principles. And it's like, how can I become better than myself from last year? Right. And, uh, and I found that that's amazing. I love it. Yeah. I, I mean, Over and over this conversation, I've noticed that you've mentioned, you know, like I'm competitive, competitive with myself, you know, like that inward look and reflection. And I think this last year, especially is when I've, I mean, with the people that we've interviewed, the people that we've met and 
my personal self growth that I've noticed this last year, one of the things that I've noticed is that entrepreneurship is kind of like just a fight between yourself. You know, mm -hmm. kind of like, no, you cannot think like that anymore. Yeah. This is the right way. Like Now I'm coming from a place of service, but not only that, I'm coming from a competitive place where I'm looking to grow internally. And you eventually stop thinking about what other people might think, right? Like, I think that you just mentioned that. And that was such a big holdup for us. We, I spent three years, three years knowing that I had to create content And I didn't do it because I was like, oh, what my friends are going to say. Who cares what my friends are going to say, right? Like, if they're yeah. your friends, they're going to support you. So, yeah. I mean, finally, we're like, ah, it doesn't matter. Let's <laughs> go. And now, we're, and now we're here. We're just having a blast. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're just having a blast. But it's, it took me three years, right? And I, I really hope people that are watching this or listening to this in, the, in podcasts, like, if you can take one thing out of this, is that, like, you don't... You don't can't care what other people think. Just yeah, you just gotta start. You just gotta start. Like, stop talking yeah. about it and do something. And, 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 and literally, if you can just take the one next step towards like wherever you want to go, just one step. And, and so, yeah. so many times people are so worried about like, how do I get to the end? I'm like, I don't know. What's the <laughs> one next step that you need to take to move yourself closer to it? And if you just do that, and if you just do that every day, before you know it, you're at the finish line going, wow. Here I am. And then once you get to the finish line, you set a new finish line. And that's how it works. That's I, what entrepreneurship is. Th that's right. Like we've been blinded so much by looking so far, far away where we cannot even see what's up there. Right. When you have one immediate problem, solve that immediate problem and then move on to the next one. Just like you said. Right. So talking about immediate problems, what is your next move, Jay? Gosh, I don't think I can tell you that. It's top secret, you know? Uh, I'm just <laughs> you, you have to kill me. <laughs> no, my next move is is the same thing that I've been working on for a little while, which, which is really to continue to move myself out of the day-to-day -day of the business. You yeah. know, I'm moving towards more speaking engagements, more podcasts, more nice. interviews, um, more teaching, more training. Um, and so uh, we have some really big things in the works right now nice. to kind of re revolve around that for my own personal brand, which will then also help the agency as well. So yeah. it's a blending of a consultancy of helping fi people figure out what to do and an agency of actually doing the work for them. And so those two pieces together will kind of be the catalyst for where we're going as an agency and where I'm personally going, uh, which is um, more speaking engagements, more teaching, more educating. I love that work and it allows me to help a lot more people than I ever could if I was actually doing it for them. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. So I want to add something real quick here because um, I think a lot of people are going into the teaching field, yeah. right? The information based market just because it's massive and it's projected yep. to grow to like billions of dollars per day, something like that crazy. And I just want to give a word of caution to some people because some people are like, yeah, I'm going to go and teach something immediately. Yep. Right. And yep. something that I've noticed about you is that you are constantly in workshops. Not long ago, you were in a workshop of story brand, right? Uh, you just mentioned that you were in entry, entry leadership with Simon Sinek, right? Like wh yep. what entrepreneur doesn't know Simon Sinek? Uh, so I think it's like my brother said in the intro, right? Like you drink your own Kool-Aid. You go to this event. You are always learning. You have walked the path and now you're turning around and it's like, okay, from this place of service is my time to give to everybody else and teach them and help them grow And again, just coming from an honest place of service. But I wanted to go to get that warning to people so they are not like, oh, everybody can like jump in here. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's really important too to think about like, you know, I do believe that whatever level that you're at, there's somebody else that you can teach. Yeah. But the higher the level that you add and the, and the more proof that you have of your experience, the, the more authority that you have to do it yeah. with. So, you know, if, if all you did was play baseball when you were in middle school, You only have so much credence to run a baseball clinic. Yeah. But if you play in the major leagues, you have a lot of credence to run a baseball clinic, right? And so to me, um, not to toot my own horn, but like after having 20 years of growth success and actually building a multi-million dollar business, that gives me the credence yep. to teach other people how to do the same. Yep. And, and, and it's not just about business growth for me either. It's about life as a whole. Like I've got five kids at home 
who range from seven years old to 15 years old. And, and nice. I have a wife who I want to stay married to my entire life. And, you know, those dynamics of work and life and everything else kind of blended together are a big passion of mine, too. But I'm not just I'm, I'm not a 22 year old who's never had children trying to trying to teach on parenting. Yeah, like, yeah. that's a mistake. If you're 22, <laughs> never had children, and you're trying to teach somebody else how to parent, you probably shouldn't do that because you read it on the internet, right? But but we all have some things that we could teach in some areas true. we can help other people grow. But look, if you want to teach, sometimes the best thing you do is go out there and actually do the work first yep. and prove that you know how to do it before you start trying to teach it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think that's where people miss it, Mark, big time, right? Uh, and uh, recently I was reading this book, uh, Digital Marketer, Digital Millionaire, I believe, by, by Dan Henry. And and he's like his whole thing is like teaching people how to teach how to how to do things, mm. right? From their level of expertise. So like you said, you know, that baseball player that that taught baseball or, or that played high school, he can turn around and, and, and teach like smaller kids, right? But mm -hmm. but you have to be in accordance with that message and sometime on a, as an online entrepreneur or whatnot. Uh, we miss the mark on identifying that. I remember like us when we first started was the same way, right? Okay, how can we generate cash immediately? Like, how can, what's the, we started with a service for a reason because it can generate cash very quickly so we can turn around uh, and, and execute and continue to do it. But then we quickly identify that, okay, maybe teaching is not the way, we're not consultants, we're like two kids, right? That we need to actually yeah. execute this. And we have wonderful people, wonderful business partners that came on board with what we had to offer and gave us the opportunity to execute as a service and now we have this little thing of results that then we can turn and turn around i'm like hey if you have this specific problem we can now help you solve that problem but i, I still think that we're not quite there even with the solutions that we created so that's what we continue with the service and continue to instruct ourselves and it's amazing that people like you that with 20 plus years of experience is now turning around and be like hey this is my calling this is what i want to do so so right. that's that's super good it's super yeah, I, I, th I think English. it's part of the journey is yeah. leverage. Again, we heard it from one of our coaches, actually. Uh, he said, like, marketing is a leverage game, right? So it's kind of you go step by step leveraging those results and growing slowly by slowly. Um, and what you said, it totally relates to the four type of people that, you know, that everybody must have in their lives. Because, again, you said the bottom 33% is or in this case would be 25 percent is those people that you can teach that they look up to you right so i guess those are people indeed that we can look back to and say like hey i walk where you're walking right now so i can teach you this so that being said i have a right. question for you about you know there's this saying uh fake it till you make it right i i, I personally do not agree with that um what are your thoughts around that uh, you know, I think it depends. You know, I think that at the end of the day, like you just have to go do work. And I think that well, there's a big problem with a lot yeah. of entrepreneurs that, that some people refer to as the imposter syndrome. And it's the feeling that I'm really not good enough to do these things yet, or I'm really not good enough to teach these things or talk about these things or, or whatever. And, and the issue is that that feeling can happen for anyone at any level. So I still feel like that sometimes where I'm like, you want to start writing the book. There's that little like devil that's sitting on your shoulder going, you shouldn't be writing the book. Who's going to read this? <laughs> Who cares what you think? You're yeah. not even that good. Have you seen these problems that you're still dealing with in your company? You haven't even fixed those things yet. Why are you trying to help other people? Yeah. And so there's that negative voice that can come inside you and tell you, you don't, you're not good enough. And uh, especially people that are personality types like me, and that's dangerous. And so, you know, I don't necessarily believe in like fake it till you make it, especially if somebody's paying you for it. But there have been plenty of times where somebody signed a contract, right? I'm not a hundred percent sure exactly how to do some of those things yeah. in that agreement. And I go, I'm I, what I am a hundred percent sure of is that I'm willing to put in the work to figure it out and get yeah. it right. So that they're happy with the end product. That's all that really matters. Yeah. And so, you know, I do think, especially with when it comes to content created creation, the big, the bigger mistake than fake it till you make it is waiting till it's perfect to actually launch anything. And sometimes oh. you just need to hit the button and start recording. Yeah. Pro progress over perfection. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be our new motto here too. Thank you. <laughs> I love it, Jay. So to start wrapping things up, we always leave the audience with some action points, right? So, you know, we talked everything from how do you started that business to start growing to content to 
fake it till you make it, <laughs> right? Uh, what What is like that one thing maybe that you want to leave the audience with? Like if the, the background is, you know, they're entrepreneurs, they're content creators, they're starting, you know, to, to grow that business. What's like one lesson that you want to share with them? You know, I think the biggest thing for me is being consistent with um, feeding back into yourself. It's easy to be pouring yourself out into so many other places. And there's, we live in a world where there's so much good knowledge out there. Like find the way that you learn best and have dedicated time in your schedule to actually learn. For me, I'm a very slow reader, but there's so much value in books. I'm like, man, like I'm really struggling with this. And, but now audiobooks are a big thing for me. So nice. I love audiobooks. I consume them all the time. And there's so much value and knowledge there. I have found that I have to pour back into myself for me to be able to pour out into others. And, and and one last thing as it relates to that exact same topic is that's true when it comes to health and sleep and everything else too. I think there's a, a fallacy in the entrepreneurial world that like you can't sleep if you wanna be successful. Um, that's just not true. Like I need a full night's sleep. That's just how I operate, hey. okay? I need like a solid seven or eight hours. I cannot survive yeah. on hours a night hey. some people can good for you that's not me <laughs> digital I, high five yeah <laughs> that's right i need a full night's sleep to be successful and that's yeah. okay and i've built a business for 20 years doing that kinds of thing you gotta find ways that you have to take care of your own health your own mind your own spirit it's not just about making money money's fun everybody wants to make more of it but it's not just about the money it's about the people around you it's about your mind it's about your spirit it's about your body and it's finding a way to take care of all those things um, and pouring back into yourself so that you can pour out into others. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Jay. For those watching or listening, remember, pour back into yourself. I agree again 200% with that. I, I've experienced that actually not, not, like this past month. I've been yeah. like trying to deliberately take more time for myself and It's incredible how you can feel it like that. The changes as soon as you step into the office, you're like a whole new machine. Yeah. So thank you so much for leaving us with that tip. Jay, how can how can people find you? Uh, how can we learn more about you? Yeah, absolutely. All of my links to all the things that I do are on my website at jowenlive.com. So J-A-Y-O-W-E-N live.com. All my links are on there. And if you want to grab a copy of my book, you can get it. Just cover the copy cover shipping and handling go to get jaysbook.com and you can get a copy of that today awesome, awesome. well thank you so much for being with us do not disconnect because we got two minutes with you offline but with that being said guys thank you so much for tuning in on the live feed on the podcast episode yeah. and please do not forget to subscribe and hit that smash subscribe button <laughs> oh man it's monday let's get rolling all right let's go let's go remember to follow us on social media at the beast rosco and go find jay and say hi in his social media jay owen all right guys thank you so much <laughs>